Hey there, Lane. Hoping you're enjoying your Sunday in Minneapolis. With the weather swinging from broken clouds in the morning to overcast clouds by evening, it sounds like a perfect day to catch up on the latest news. And speaking of news, let's dive into what's happening around the world. Over in the United Arab Emirates, a major World Trade Organization meeting wrapped up earlier than planned. Negotiators from 166 countries couldn't find common ground on key issues like fishing and agriculture. That's right, the only significant development, an agreement to continue pausing taxes on digital media. With elections looming in many countries, including potential shifts in U.S. trade policy, the WTO faces uncertain times ahead. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Welcome to Beyond the Headlines from PocketPod News. Moving on to sports, LeBron James just hit a monumental milestone by surpassing 40,000 points, a feat that not only cements his legacy, but also sparks renewed debate about who really is the greatest of all time, him or Michael Jordan. And in tech news, Apple has pivoted away from its autonomous electric car ambitions. Instead of taking on the automotive industry, they're now focusing their efforts on generative AI, a move that led to some job losses and reshuffling within the company. From trade talks without consensus to basketball legacies and tech giants changing course, we've got all you need to know to stay informed. Stay with us for insights into these stories and more. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to PocketPod.app to join the waitlist. The World Trade Organization's recent meeting in the United Arab Emirates didn't quite go as many had hoped. Indeed, the summit wrapped up early without consensus on critical issues like fishing and agriculture. It seems global uncertainties and geopolitical tensions are making these negotiations tougher than ever. One silver lining, though, was the agreement to extend a pause on taxes for digital media, a rare point of unity in an otherwise divided forum. And with elections looming in key countries, including a pivotal one in the United States, the future of global trade is hanging in the balance. To help us unpack all of this, we're joined by PocketPod News international political correspondent Sarah Rogers. Sarah, how significant were these missed opportunities at the WTO summit? Jonathan, the outcomes, or rather the lack thereof, from this WTO summit are indeed significant. The failure to reach consensus on critical issues like fishing and agriculture not only showcases the complexities of international trade negotiations, but also points to deeper systemic issues within the WTO framework. With 166 nations involved, achieving unanimous decisions is a monumental task, especially when national interests and priorities differ so vastly. You mentioned systemic issues within the WTO. Could you delve a bit deeper into what this implies for global trade? Absolutely. The World Trade Organization has historically been a platform where nations could negotiate trade policies and resolve disputes amicably. However, as we've seen in Abu Dhabi, the increasing polarization and geopolitical tensions make it challenging to find common ground. This division isn't just about fishing rights or agricultural subsidies, but reflects broader disagreements over how global trade should be conducted in an era of digital economies and shifting power balances. Speaking of digital economies, 
I understand there was at least one agreement reached regarding the extension of a tax pause on digital media. How important is this decision? It's a significant, albeit small, victory for global trade negotiations. By agreeing to extend the pause on taxes for digital media until their next biennial meeting, WTO members have acknowledged the importance of fostering an environment conducive to digital trade growth. However, it also highlights how navigating traditional trade frameworks in our rapidly evolving digital world remains a challenge. And how do global uncertainties factor into these discussions? Director General Ngozi Okonjo-Iweala's comments about global uncertainties affecting trade discussions are very telling. From disruptions in the Red Sea caused by Yemen's Houthi rebels to broader international conflicts, these external pressures add another layer of complexity to negotiations that already have high stakes. It emphasizes how interlinked our global challenges are, from security issues to economic policies. With U.S. elections looming and potential shifts in policy on the horizon, what could be the implications for international trade? The upcoming U.S. presidential election is a pivotal moment for global trade relations. A potential re-election of Donald Trump could introduce significant volatility, given his previous stance on tariffs and threats to withdraw from the WTO altogether. These elections underscore not just American domestic policy shifts, but also signal potential changes in how one of the world's largest economies engages with other nations on trade issues. Lastly, let's touch upon China's role within this dynamic. There seems to be ongoing contention regarding its classification as a developing country. That's correct, Jonathan. Since China's accession to the WTO in 2001, there have been growing concerns among other member nations, particularly the United States, over its classification as a developing country. This status affords China certain benefits that some argue give it an unfair advantage in market access, technology transfer practices, and dumping cheap products into global markets. This issue is emblematic of larger tensions between major economies trying to navigate an equitable path forward in international trade. It sounds like there's much at stake as we navigate these complex waters of international relations and trade agreements. Thank you for offering such clear insights today. My pleasure, Jonathan. It's crucial we continue these conversations as we grapple with shaping a fairer global trading system amidst such turbulent times. That was PocketPod News International political correspondent Sarah Rogers. Thanks for joining us today. Growing up, there was one name synonymous with basketball greatness, Michael Jordan. Absolutely. But in recent years, LeBron James has etched his name into that conversation in a big way. Just recently, LeBron surpassed a monumental 40,000 career points in an NBA game. It sparked yet another round of the never-ending GOAT debate. Is it Jordan with his six championships and iconic moments, or LeBron with his longevity and versatility across different eras? It's a tough call. Both have made indelible marks on the sport, but rather than pick sides, maybe it's time we just appreciate the greatness we've witnessed from both athletes. To dive deeper into this discussion, we've invited Pocket Pod sports reporter Dustin Sherman to join us. Dustin, what's your take on this debate, 
and what can you tell us about the impact of both players on and off the court? Well, Jonathan, it's a fascinating uh, discussion that really spans generations. Starting with Michael Jordan, his impact on fans and the game of basketball itself is profound. Growing up, many of us saw him as larger than life. I remember stories of kids and adults alike idolizing Jordan, collecting memorabilia, and essentially witnessing what many would call the golden era of basketball. From about the age of 7 to 26, the author reflects a deep-seated admiration for Jordan that many from that era can relate to. And what about LeBron James? His recent milestone is quite significant. Absolutely. LeBron surpassing 40,000 career points in a game against the Denver Nuggets is monumental. It places him in an extremely elite group of players and really underscores his scoring prowess over an incredibly consistent career. This achievement further fuels discussions about his place in basketball history, comparing him to legends like Michael Jordan. Speaking of comparisons, how do you see the debate between Jordan and James? The comparison between Michael Jordan and LeBron James is complex because it spans different eras of basketball with its own unique challenges and play styles. You have Jordan's six championships, clutch playoff performances, and global impact on the sport. On the other hand, James's career longevity, ability to excel with different teams across two decades, and off-court activism present a different but equally impactful legacy. While acknowledging their differences in career paths and achievements, highlights how both have uniquely shaped basketball history. And this brings us to the GOAT debate itself. Yes, this debate has intrigued fans for years, but it's somewhat futile as it often overlooks the unique contributions each player has made to the sport. Instead of focusing on who is superior, appreciating each player's greatness seems more fulfilling. Both have influenced countless players and have left indelible marks on basketball culture globally. What can you tell us about LeBron's career longevity? LeBron's career longevity is remarkable. He's played against 35% of all NBA players ever, which speaks volumes about his enduring relevance in the league. As he approaches tying Vince Carter for playing across 22 seasons, it highlights not just physical durability, but also mental fortitude to stay competitive at such a high level for so long. It sounds like both Jordan's iconic legacy and LeBron's groundbreaking achievements are monumental in their own right. Exactly. Jonathan, while rooted in admiration for Jordan's unparalleled influence during his prime, acknowledging LeBron's extraordinary accomplishments challenges traditional benchmarks within basketball lore. Through reflecting on these monumental careers in NBA history, Michael Jordan's legacy juxtaposed with LeBron James's achievements, we see how both have enriched the sport we love today. Thanks for breaking down this complex debate so thoughtfully, Dustin. My pleasure, Jonathan. It's always intriguing to navigate through these discussions that span generations and get at the heart of what makes sports so captivating. 
Apple is known for its groundbreaking products like the iPhone and the MacBook. But not every Apple project sees the light of day. That's right. From autonomous cars to wireless charging mats, Apple has had its share of ambitious projects that were eventually abandoned. The most recent is Project Titan, Apple's attempt at entering the automotive industry with an electric car. But it's not just about cars. There's a whole list of products we never got to see, like air power, a high-definition TV set, and even several tablet prototypes predating the iPad. It's fascinating to think about what could have been and how these projects reflect on Apple's strategy and focus areas. To dive deeper into this topic, we're joined by PocketPod News technology analyst Katrina Shelton. Katrina, let's start with Project Titan. Since 2014, there was so much buzz about it. What happened? Absolutely, Steve. Um, Project Titan was indeed a significant venture for Apple, signaling its ambitious entry into the automotive industry with an autonomous electric car. The project, which started in 2014, was surrounded by high expectations and speculation. However, it hit a dead end when Apple decided to cancel the project. This decision wasn't taken lightly. It resulted in job losses and saw many employees being transferred to other divisions within Apple. Uh, the cancellation is particularly noteworthy as it signals a pivot in focus towards generative AI technology, indicating perhaps a strategic relignment with emerging tech trends rather than continuing with the highly competitive and um, capital-intensive automotive sector. That's quite a shift. Moving on to air power, this was another project that got everyone excited but then disappeared. What went wrong there? AirPower was indeed an ambitious product that aimed to revolutionize wireless charging by allowing up to three devices to charge simultaneously using the Qi standard. Announced in 2017 with much fanfare, it ran into significant technical hurdles that ultimately led to its cancellation in 2019. These hurdles were primarily related to meeting Apple's stringent standards for performance and quality. In place of AirPower, Apple launched the MagSafe Duo in 2020, which charges two devices at once, but doesn't quite capture the original vision of AirPower. It seems like there's a pattern of ambitious projects not making it to market. What about the ultra-high-definition TV set? That's right, Steve. The ultra-high-definition TV set is another example where Apple explored an opportunity, but eventually decided not to proceed, despite widespread anticipation and rumors circulating since 2011 that suggested Apple would enter the television market with a groundbreaking product, the project never materialized into a consumer product. Uh, similar to Project Titan, this venture was never officially acknowledged by Apple before its abandonment. And there were also several tablet prototypes before we ever got the iPad, right? Indeed, Steve. Long before the iPad became a household name, Apple experimented with various tablet concepts, including Vadamecum and Message Slate back in the 90s, and even Penlight around the same time as WALT, which was an early telephone Mac prototype featuring touchscreen capabilities well ahead of its time. These projects were ultimately shelved due to various reasons from market readiness concerns, believing there was no market for a tablet computer at that time to strategic decisions favoring other products like MessagePad over Message Slate. It's incredible how many ideas have been explored behind Apple's closed doors. Absolutely, Steve. What these abandoned projects highlight is not just missed opportunities or failures, but rather Apple's relentless pursuit of innovation and perfection. Even when projects like Project Titan or AirPower are canceled, they reflect a company that's willing to explore new frontiers, but also strict enough to only bring products to market uh, that meet their high standards, um, even if that means making tough decisions along their journey of innovation. Truly fascinating insights into what drives one of the world's most innovative companies. Thanks for delving into these canceled projects with us today. My pleasure, Steve. Always interesting discussing how companies like Apple navigate their path through innovation. 
And that's Beyond the Headlines for Sunday, March 3rd, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Lane. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod, entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.